Hey, great friends. What's happening today is Wednesday and we're just getting ready to roll. Lots of stuff to get to from last night and looking forward to this upcoming weekend. So plenty to get to. Let's just jump right into it. Let me start off by saying this. Thank you first and foremost to our people from Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. Alex puts the QR code up on the screen. For those of you that are watching, you can just use your phone, click on the QR code. It'll take you right to their website. You want great food? You want great gaming? You want a terrific location? You want a smoke-free environment? That's Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. And I would just invite you to come on down, have some fun. Good luck. You're going to be a winner at Seven Mile Casino. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, today is day three of my Athletic Greens Challenge. I'm going to try and do a 30-day Athletic Greens Challenge. The reason is, is because like everybody else in the world, everybody wants to get healthy, especially at the beginning of the year. I'm no different. I want to you know, change a lot about my lifestyle. Um, in fact, I started in December. I didn't wait until January 1st. But I'm taking Athletic Greens every day for 30 days to get myself into a habit. Today is day three. I went out for a nice long walk. I took a protein shake down and then I guzzled down my 12 ounces of athletic greens, which means at some point during this show, I may run to the bathroom, man, because I'm talking 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, and probiotics. And um, if you have any problems with movement, dude, this stuff will clean you out. Uh, but it's also going to give you all the vitamins and minerals that you don't get from your regular food. Because yesterday I was talking about having to go to Chick-fil-A, which I did, and it was phenomenal. Um, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Get your subscription and join me on this 30-day challenge. Cost you less than a cup of coffee every day. All right, let me also thank our friends from PrizePix. PrizePix.com slash great friends. PrizePix.com slash great friends. So yesterday I said to Brown, I go, hey, they're giving me a discount on Carl Anthony Towns. His total for scoring was like 17 and a half. Brown was like, I would never play Carl Anthony Towns. Talked me out of it. Of course, Carl Anthony Towns had a big night and he would have easily have done that. I did have Anthony Davis last night for the points, rebounds, and assists total because he was a monster last night with the Lakers just kind of squeaking by Toronto, and there was a whole controversy. We'll get into that. So get into this game, prizepicks.com slash greatfriends. Prizepicks.com slash greatfriends. They match your first deposit up to $100, 100%. So for those of you that haven't gotten in yet, now get in for the NFL playoffs. That's what I would suggest to you, prizepicks.com slash greatfriends. And hey, let me also thank our friends from Tory Holistics. And here's why. If you like going into the dispensary, like, for example, my friend, uh, excuse me, my son's friend had flown out from Pittsburgh to visit with him to drive across the country with him. They've already made it to Oklahoma today. Um, he'd never been into dispensary before because they don't have them in Pennsylvania and they don't have them in West Virginia. So he could not believe what was going on inside Tory Holistics. But for those of you that have already been and, you know, you're not really that worried about, you know, hey, I got to check it out for the first time. Order for delivery, use our promo code BETTERBUD, you save 20% when you spend $75 or more. Tory Holistics, California Holistics, BETTERBUD saves you 20%. Let's start the show. Hey, great friends, what's going on? It's Kaplan and crew. On a Wednesday afternoon, got Grande, got the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. If you're looking for a great place to play blackjack or poker, have an incredible meal at Sammy's Restaurant Bar. Could be brunch on Saturday or Sunday. Could be lunch or dinner during the week. You want to watch games. You want to play games. You want to win. You want to have fun. 
come on down to Seven Mile Casino. Smoke-free in the best location in San Diego. I'm not talking about like a giant concert venue or a monster hotel or a wannabe pool scene. I'm just talking about a great place to play, eat, and watch games at Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com, and uh, just seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. All right, Grande, Brown Man, we have got a lot to get to today. Uh, we started having a conversation yesterday about the Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee controversy. Definitely going to get there today. Um, I was at the Laker game last night against the Toronto Raptors. There was a controversy at the end of that game. Definitely want to get there as well. Been talking about the Detroit Lions and the LA Rams and the juicy story that that matchup is. We're going to talk a lot of NFL playoffs as the afternoon go on. But Grande, why don't we start off today with a little bit of love for the San Diego State Aztec basketball team. Yeah. I was pretty surprised last night. You know, I was at this Laker game and I'm, I'm sort of half watching the Laker game. I'm half sort of schmoozing the room, right? And I schmoozing. Take, yeah. That's, listen, to be honest, I, I look, the Lakers, What does that mean? What it means is uh, there are a bunch of people in the suite, right? And uh, I'm walking around talking to people. Who are you? What's your connection? What are you up to? Blah, blah, blah. I was eating a bunch of tacos last night, but I will tell you this. Ooh, what was I'll that dessert this. cart? Oh, the dessert cart was pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but Alex. Are we going to get our game this year? Yeah. You guys tell me when you want to go. Look at the calendar. Tell me when you want to go. Let's go, Jack. I'm down. All right. All right. All right. I thought uh, we were going to our Spurs game, our annual Spurs game. Uh, I would go to the Spurs, <laughs> but but I think the Spurs are a different different kind of ticket this year than they were last year. Last That's night would have been a great last night would have been a great game for us to go to. Sweet was kind of a little sparse last night. Um, but I did stop, Alex, on my way to LA yesterday. I did stop at the Chick-fil-A, the one that's in, uh, you know, South Orange County. I don't remember exactly. Um, it's right next to those outlet malls. Yeah. You know, and it's a little hard to get into because like when you turn in, the Chick-fil-A is over to the left, but the outlets yeah. are kind of the right. And there's a lot of construction going on. I almost got run over by a semi truck. That's why I like it. It's not in the outlets. It's a yeah. separate exit from the outlets. So it's easier to get to. Let me tell you something. I was dying yesterday. I like it just for some reason. I don't know what it was. I just was jonesing out for a Chick-fil-A. Stopped. Got it. Crushed it. It delivered in a big way. Spicy chicken nice. deluxe. Phenomenal. Nuggies. Had the eight nugs. Had the eight nugs. Been, you know, the, so they, when you drive, are you still trying to dip some the nugs in some sauce? You know, they asked me, do you want some sauce? And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, we might as well throw in a little Chick-fil-A sauce. But then yeah. at the end of it all, when I took the empty bag, I'm like, God, there's a lot of weight to this bag. Why is that? Yeah. And it was because there was this Chick-fil-A sauce. I will tell you this. So I screwed the whole order up. I'm sure of that because okay. I got the spicy chicken deluxe. They said, do you want the meal? I don't want the fries because mm. if, if I get the fries, I'm going to eat the fries and I don't want the fries. You know, I mean, yeah. I, little, I don't want them. And if, and if I order them, I'm going to eat them. So a spicy chicken deluxe, eight nuggets and a diet Coke. How much? With the meal or no meal? No meal. Okay. Uh, at least $16. Yeah. 17 bucks. Yeah. 17 bucks. And I, yeah. I'm sure that if I ordered the spicy chicken deluxe meal and I got the eight nuggets, I'm sure it would probably be it's like the same price. You think so? But you also get like a fry. Yeah. I didn't want the fry. Right. But I'm just saying, I think that's how it works. The problem you order is things individually. That's how they get you. The problem is if I got the fries, I'd eat the fries. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want the extra carbs and I didn't want the extra fried stuff. It was bad enough that I was eating the nuggets and the, and the spicy chicken deluxe Chick-fil-A. I got to send you guys a shout out. You don't pay for anything on the show. You're not likely to ever pay for anything on the show. 
freaking bomb af still there's two places that just get so much love from us that that they really they they're, they're missing an opportunity here mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying we could be eating breakfast sandwiches every single day on this show yeah which would not be good for our bodies but great for the clients speak for yourself that's true you can give In that guy body. anything he's never going to be more than 125 pounds so who is it's chick-fil-a and who else who else would you say jm burger king no jm king, dog, dog. Listen, uh, okay. Nobody okay, here okay. likes Burger King. Remember, I, tra- I trash Burger King. I trash Burger King out of Vegas because it gave me the poopoos. Let me tell y'all something, okay? If this show shows up with a nationally known journalist and a Burger King ad, that means we mainstream. I don't really understand what y'all missing about this. See, y'all think about the sandwiches, baby. I'm telling y'all, if we show up at Burger King, have it your way behind one of us and a journalist at the bottom, a nationally known ESPN journalist at the bottom, we're big time. We hit the thing. BK, have it your way. Your rules. That's it. That's it. Big old BK logo at the bottom is proud sponsor of the Kaplan and Crew show. What do you mean? Yeah, I'm I'm munching. Y'all, listen, if that happened, you fools would be eating Burger King every day of the week. Don't be over here. Don't lie on here. Don't lie on here. Probably true. Hey, listen, that Jersey Mike's thing, though, you know, that's not. I wouldn't call that one out of the question. I've got some Jersey Mike's things going right now. I'm working on a couple of Jersey Mike's things. Listen, man, if they need some kids for an ad, I got four. I got four. Well, three models. I got three yeah. models and, and one silly kid. It, yeah. I, I, I got all the faces they need. I will. I will say, Alex. I do want to go to that Jersey Mike's um, and see if they'll do that whole chop sandwich thing. So take the turkey, mm-hmm. lettuce, tomato, onion, um, the cheese, some jalapenos, all the juice. Right. And then the uh, that did not look like a good gesture at all when I just did it on the screen. I know. Um, but take that juice. Right. And then chop it all up. Chop, 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 chop. And then feed all that into the bread, you know, like burrito style. I do. I still want to chop it up. So I mm-hmm. haven't done that yet. Anyway. All right. Listen, uh, where were we? Were we were we somewhere? We were going to go to San Diego State. Aztecs. Yeah. So I want to give San Diego State some love because here's what I was saying. Aztecs. I was I was in this i was watching this laker game last night barely so i was kind of like i could hear the noise of the crowd yeah and then i could and then i'd be like well i'm not really watching the game so then i turn over to the monitor in the suite you know and like four seconds five seconds later then i saw why everybody was cheering loudest cheer of the night by the way came i want to say late in the third quarter they did an on-court promotion where a guy uh takes a half-court shot for a hundred thousand dollars nailed it and the crowd I feel like that happens a lot crazy. at Laker games. Yeah, mm. yeah, dude. I I feel like at least once a month someone nails that shot. It's at at Crypto Staples, whatever it's called. Dude, hundred grand, hundred thousand nice. bucks for for a half court shot. Pretty good. So mm-hmm. uh, that was the loudest. You know, that was the loudest the crowd was last night. So so I'm there and I'm watching the game, sort of, kinda, and I have the Aztec game on my phone. Now it's around nine o'clock last night, and the Aztecs um, at half were tied. And I was like, isn't San Jose state like not real good at all? You know, their record wasn't very good going into the game. And I thought San Diego state would steamroll these guys. Well, they didn't. And not only was it tied at half, but it came down to like the last two, three seconds. And if not for an amazing defensive play, San Diego state was in danger of I mean, they were kind of, that was close. They were in danger of losing that game last night. That would have been a killer had they lost that game. Yeah, so I, I am assuming that you watched a lot more of that game than I did. Brown, yeah. did you watch San Diego State last night? 
Absolutely. They are on my DVR now, man. I get to rewind and pause. Like I told y'all when we had Coach on. D, I didn't know they had it. I didn't know he had it in him. I really didn't. But when I saw that first game, I sat up in my chair and I leaned forward. I went, uh oh, you might get you got a lottery pick on this team. This, this kid can this kid can play. And he's so physically imposing to have a 30-10 game against anybody. Well, not against anybody, but against a real legit opponent. Have a 30-10 game. That's impressive. Yeah. That is that I mean that don't discount the 19 free throws because they de shot 14 free throws last night. The, his Sure. No, I think that they, uh, they made a very good point on the broadcast yesterday. In college basketball, to get that amount of free throws, it's because yes. you are doing something Correct. in college basketball. You don't see that kind of free throws performance from, from very many players in college basketball. And they were double teaming him. They were fouling him. So he earned those free throws. Correct. I'm sure we'll get to Laker BS later. but he's um, He's so physically imposing at that level. There's nothing that they can do. There's nothing the other team can do about him, especially at not at this conference level. From off the top of my head, only like two guys that I can think of right now, and one of them's the player of the year right now, Edie and, and Purdue. You have a chance against them. He's so physically imposing mm -hmm. against against these guys they're playing. There's nothing that they can do. How you tall is he? he? How tall is it? He's he was six nine. Is that what he is? Well, I gotta look that up. Yeah, that I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, because but I mean I know what you're yeah, saying though six, because nine, he's built 40. Yeah, I mean he's built. That's and LeBron. He's tall and he's built. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Size, right. size, people, yeah, size. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, come I mean, on. Yeah, really? I mean, come on. You know, someone's out there like, what? Yeah, that's true. That's, <laughs> well, here's the, the thing about, here's the thing about Mountain West basketball. Yeah. There's a lot of trap games in this conference. I'm sure they are everywhere. But in this conference in particular, traveling to Wyoming, traveling to Utah State, places like traveling to the pit in New Mexico, mm -hmm. places that no team from other conferences will ever take a game in those places. There's no, no. There's, there's no reason to, mm -hmm. right? They're just trap games. As far as San Jose, this league goes, is full of Grand Canyons. As yeah, they really, it really is. This team had the Mountain West Player of the Year last year. He's not there this year anymore. Sneaky, they're averaging about one point less than San Diego State offensively. Like I looked this up yesterday because I was a little bit surprised, but because I thought our defense would be able to stop them. But if you watch the game. They have a very smooth offense, a very good offense in San You're Jose. You're saying San Jose State. San Jose State, a very, mm -hmm. very good offense. They were making shots. They were they were just in, very good in transition, very good in half court. Mm -hmm. So offensively, San Jose State, props to them. I'm not going to take anything away from them. They I execute. They played, they played an excellent game yesterday. They San Diego execute. State just made one more play, and that was by Jay Powell in that block that he to finish the game at the end of the game because I the announcer said it. Hey, whoever has the ball at the end of this game might win. Because mm -hmm. that's kind of how it's going. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But re but remember, there were times San Diego State wasn't going to win those games because they couldn't offensively score. They didn't have somebody to go to. They didn't have to just. They didn't have somebody that the other team had to physically focus on with two players. So now that they have this this guy, they can now find their way through those dry periods. Because that was our biggest concern about San Diego State every year. Yes, we know their defense will travel. Yes, we know their defense is consistent. Can they score on a continuous basis to get past some of these dry periods? And now they're able to do that because they have an, a, un, a pretty much unstoppable player at this level on their team. Yeah, it's really helpful. It's very helpful when it's not just one guy, too. Yes. You know, it's very helpful. Like, you know, you have other, you have the, the Pac 12 six man player of the year that could drop 20. You have Lamont Butler that can drop 20. You have Tramel who could throw, throw anywhere from 10 to 20 a game. 
if Micah Parrish gets hot, he can throw in 20. So you, it's nice to have options instead of just Ladee because when mm-hmm. they put two guys on Ladee, other guys are going to be open, and you need mm-hmm. other those guys to make shots. And I think that's kind of where San Diego State is at the moment. They don't have this elite, elite defense that they had, you know, that we're used to, but it's so good. And now you match it with the offense. This is just kind of a scary team going forward. Like, I really believe that, man. Well, show us what happened at the end of the game last night. So San Diego State is up 80 to 78 over San Jose State. There's about six seconds and change to go. San Jose State has the ball on the offensive end. And from there, I'm, I'm kind of giving you the setup. Go ahead yeah. and show everybody what happened. Stopping, starting, Anderson alone, shot blocked. Hell, God. Yeah. Like, Al. God damn it. You just caught me on screen. Like, I honestly, like, you're. I'm, you 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 showing the video right? And it's not it. your fault. It's not your fault. The video ended, and I'm like literally using yeah. the sleeve of my shirt to wipe my runny nose. Like yeah. what an animal I am. Yeah. This is who I am. Yeah. I I admit here, it. Okay? Here here here. Go so again, let me Jay wipe Powell. my nose with my shirt. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, here you go. So Jay Powell <laughs> is one of those bad, guys huh? on this team. It's really good. We just caught the end. Just saw you go. I loved it. I loved it. Like a real. I didn't really know. I didn't really know what you were doing. I'm not smelling my pits. I'm not. I didn't know what you were doing until you went. Yeah, I'm wiping my nose. I'm wiping (laughs) my nose. I thought you were doing a smell check. No, I wasn't doing a smell check. No, I wasn't doing a smell. I was like wiping my nose with my with my. What an animal! Got him. Yeah, you got me. (laughs) Got him. Good job, Alex. Yeah, it wasn't me. The video stopped. It goes straight back to us. It wasn't like sure it was. Sure it was. Yeah, that was a great defensive play, man. That was a great play. And it, that again, that shows that the, the level of the string that these guys are on defensively, because they was open. He was open. Now, a better guy would have dunked that ball, but he was open. And they were able to quickly rotate, collapse, block that shot. That's great defense. And that's what they've been known for. And that's what, gives, that's what gives you the security about this team. Yeah, well, you got to blow your nose some more? No, no, no. I'm actually I'm – <laughs> yeah. you, you could even put all three of us on the side of the screen and have us watch it because right now – my nose isn't running, and I'm not going to wipe it okay. off my shirt. Stopping, starting. Anderson alone. Shot blocked. Hell, God. Yeah. Yeah. Great and play. I love the kid from San Jose State. Like, his his hand is in the air. Like, anybody going to call a foul on that? No. Goaltending. 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 No. Yeah. Dunk it, dog. Come on now. Dunk the ball. Well, here's Dunk the good thing. The so you survived this game. You survived this game, which is crucial. Because now you, once again, get to be on national television, big CBS, Right in the morning, 11 a.m. when East Coast voters are awake, you get to travel to New Mexico and you get to, you know, prove your case or show show what mm-hmm. you are on the national audience yet again. Because although the score was close against UNLV, it was, you know, San Diego State looked really good against UNLV. So I think that was a solid performance and why they jumped up six spots and jumped Gonzaga because they looked good on national television. So now you survive this game. And like we say, what do we always say? No one's going to remember that you barely beat San Jose State. All mm-hmm. these, he's that green W next to your schedule. No, so the now one, you get to play New Mexico in the pit. So, it's a cool game. But it's, when it's, is that it's game? You said, is Saturday. it Saturday? Saturday morning at 11 a.m. local? Yes, CBS. If they are able to win that game after having so many teams above them lose, you might jump another six spots. And in the, in, in the conference, too, Colorado State, they were the top-ranked Mount Westing. They lost twice already this week. Yep. Like, uh, Utah State has is is proven to be good, but yeah, I think San Diego State's got a real chance to uh to to once again show what they are 
and keep jumping up in that top 25. You might be in the, you might be in the top 10 next week. Come Monday. I don't know. One loss, two loss, and I think uh like you said, Colorado State lost. I think somebody else lost in between them. You might be able to jump some teams. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Can we uh can we hear the post game interview with uh was it was with Ladie, wasn't it? Yes. He's talking about how good San Jose State was. I mean, you know, we're San Diego State, so you know we're gonna get everybody's best shot. And then uh, you know, credit to San Jose State, man. They've gotten so much better. I mean, last year they were really good and they had the player of the year, and then this year their offense is so good, you know, that's kinda kept us, you know, on our toes today. All right, there you go. Yeah. Boy, San Jose State looks like they got a little gym. You know what I mean? Like they like, do, and it wasn't like, even full. Oh, it is little. Yeah. It is little. It's little. The, uh, whatever, whatever way San Jose State was going, I guess right to left yesterday, mm-hmm. those stands totally mm-hmm. empty. Yeah, it sounded like it was a high school gym. Like it sounded like it was a high school practice. To be honest with you, yeah. Any, yeah. any college basketball arena that doesn't have seats behind the baskets. It's little baby. Yeah, San Jose State, you know, they're one of those schools too. Like if you've ever been up to their football stadium, it's kind of a weird thing. They've got like one side is a stadium and then the other side is nothing. There's like literally only one Not half. Even bleachers? Yeah, no bleachers that I can remember because I was only you there like money. once. But but if you and you look and you you go to San Jose State and you look up on their their half stadium and they have like um like names of, of players or people who've been part of their program. I want to say like, you know, you see Jeff Garcia's name up there. Shout out to Jeff Garcia. I know he's a daily listener. Um, I think Dick Vermeil's name is on. I, I, I feel like he's, but, but they literally have like a half of a stadium. They have nice facilities, but they just don't have like big time facilities. And that, that is kind of like the thing that we've been complaining about, about the mountain West. But now that complaint is out the window, right? Because let's face it. There's nowhere for San Diego State to go, you know, which but it's fine. Yeah. Listen, as a matter of fact, you know what? Point. Speaking of which, I've, I've seen a lot of people on social media talking about how the new football coach at San Diego State has been seen and visible at like every San Diego State home basketball game. Yeah. And people are very happy about that, that he's out there supporting and he's, you know, kind of becoming a part of the community. You know, what we should do. We should call down to San Diego State two things. One, we have not had the new head football coach on yet. I'd love to talk to him. They had a really good recruiting class. Um, I don't, when I say good, I don't know if that means good nationally or if that just means good, uh, in the conference. So I'd love to talk to the guy. I've, I, you know, I've not met him yet. And, um, you know what? It's probably time to bring coach Dutcher back on the show. We haven't spoken to him since the beginning part of the season. Looks like they did some updates at the San Jose state stadium, by the way. Really? Show me. What are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking, this is from September of last season. So okay. they kind of built like a facility. At okay, the so what I'm trying to say to you is that the angle that you're looking at right here is there yeah. half of a stadium, and on the other side, you see how there's like nothing there. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. There are stands in the end zones, but there's no, there are no stands on the other side. So I got three and, quarters of a stadium. And we all know Texas is Texas, but there are bigger, better high school stadiums in Texas. Oh, my God, no question. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. time I go visit the in-laws, I'm like, that's a high school <laughs> That's right. a high school stadium? Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways, anyway, um, all right. So listen, it is uh, Wednesday afternoon here on Kaplan and Crew. Uh, Grande and the Brown Man are in the house. Uh, Brown Man, you killed me last night on Prize Picks. Just so you know, you killed How's me so? because How's I told so? you. I said, look, they're giving me this Taco Tuesday discount on Carl Anthony Towns, and I think the discount was like eighteen percent, and his number was like I want to say seventeen and a half points. Dude had it at the end of the first quarter. I told you I don't bet on Carl Anthony Towns. That's what I, I, I rely, said. I, I rely do on it. you. I rely on you when it comes to these basketball plays. You know what I'm saying? And I don't bet on. Listen, you can't win every bet. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm proof of that. And I'm telling you, 
if you bet on Carl Anthony Towns more often than not, your wallet gonna be empty. So well, I stay away from him. I'm trying to save what I got left in my Prize Picks account. I'm right. trying to save it for the playoffs this upcoming weekend. Um, if you've not yet joined Prize Picks, PrizePicks.com/slash Great Friends, they'll match your first deposit 100 up to 100 bucks. If you have not yet started to play, get your money in now for the upcoming weekend. Speaking of the weekend, let's start looking ahead to the NFL weekend, and then we'll go backwards and we'll go to the controversy of the Lakers last night. We're just getting rolling. Stick around. This is Kaplan and Kirk. All right, great friends. Hey, Wednesday afternoon, Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Want to thank all of our great friends who are watching the show today on YouTube. You guys have gotten involved in that live YouTube chat, which we appreciate. And I got to say something, fellas. Um, we know a lot of the people that are in that live YouTube chat, but I'm starting to see some new names, people that are coming in with some very strong opinions, including a buddy of mine, who you may have seen the other day. He's a big Michigan fan. His name is Anthony Riggio. He was pissed at you two guys because he's one of those Michigan honks that thinks mm -hmm. that Harbaugh is sticking around. And he was like blasting me um, off air. He's like, I don't understand what you guys are talking about. I go, bro, I said Harbaugh is staying. I'm the only person in the world that thinks Harbaugh is staying. And he's like, I want to talk to Browner. I want to talk to Grande. I need to set those guys. Straight. I'm like, all right, calm down. All right, calm, relax. All right, relax. But I like to see my boy Anthony in the uh, ain't they nay. I like to see him over in the YouTube chat. Get involved in that live YouTube chat. We are going to continue to grow our YouTube audience. And guys, we got to get our YouTube subscribers up to 10,000. That's it. I don't know where we're at. We're like pushing 8,000. We got to get to 10,000 subscribers. So subscribe, like, comment, share, get involved in the live YouTube chat. Do what you got to do. You know what I'm talking about. All right. It's Kaplan and crew, and we're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Browner, what is up with uh, with your Chicago Bears, man? I um, I know I've been following the Chargers coaching search and GM search, and now the Chargers are just talking to everybody. But what happened with your Bears, dude? Uh, they did what they were supposed to do. This is what this is the way I thought things would go. I thought Matt Eberflus did a very good job once they acquired him some talent on the defensive side of the ball and the teammate progress. I thought they would keep him because, again, the first year that he was hired, they were trying to lose. They got rid of all the good players on the team from draft picks, and they were not trying to make an honest effort at building a competitive team because they were trying to get picks to grow the roster, to grow the talent on the roster. And over from last year to this year, there's been a massive amount of progress on the defensive side of the ball. And so, therefore, now it's time to fix the other side of the ball. And this is what you're supposed to do. Luke Getze was either a mole for the Green Bay Packers or he just wasn't good at his job. Because the way that he was calling the plays and setting up Justin Fields and that offense to fail was evident. And any NFL person who watched those tapes and watched those games would say, I really don't know what he's doing. And Tony Romo is on TV tomorrow. Oh, he's a great play caller. Hey, bro, shut up. Shut up, bro. You clearly friends with him. Because ain't no, why, ain't no way in hell you thought, watched this man all season thought he was a good play caller. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm friends with Luke Getze. And I, I'm, I'm actually, I feel kind of like sorry for the guy. Yeah, he should have done a better job. Well, I mean, listen, you know, you, you, Luke Getze was a quarterback at Pitt 
And then Luke kind of grew up in the coaching profession. You mentioned he was with the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. He worked. He worked under my boy Van Pelt. And he, was then, the, he was the quarterback coach for Aaron Rodgers. Well, right. He, when when Alex left, Luke mm -hmm. Getzey took over. Yes. And and you know Luke Getzey got an opportunity to be an offensive coordinator, a play caller, and mm -hmm. you know, that that is good for him. In, in if you succeed, it's not good for him if you fail miserably. And. Right. And, un and, you know, I don't know if he was trying to intentionally sabotage the Bears offense because he was Man. a Green Bay Packer mole. But, I, I mean, is that, is that your thought here? Is that really the deal? If you watch the two games they played against Green Bay, you'd be suspect as I am. And, it, look, it, since you know him, deliver a message to him for me. Okay, or give it to your guy, and he'll give it to his guy. Right, give hey, it to me. I'll, I'll hey, man. Go ahead. Play this tape for him. Luke Getzey, you're probably a nice guy. I never met you. You seem like a solid dude. Okay. In the future, when you get another job, because you will get another job as a coordinator, mm -hmm. tailor your plays to the talent that you have on your roster. Justin Fields wasn't Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love. So why you tried to get him to play like that most six or seven games this season was embarrassing for you, okay? Mm -hmm. Do better at your next spot because you'll get another job because you weren't awful. You just, you need another, you, you didn't get it. You didn't get, you need a pocket passer and you didn't get a pocket passer and you're treating him like a pocket passer. Okay. Alex, I see you kind of like squinting, like, uh, I see skepticism. Play that in, for him. From those, uh, well, I'm going to play it for him because, you know, I, I tried to help him a couple of years ago, get the offensive coordinator job at our alma mater pit. And then he started to elevate himself through the NFL ranks. Alex, what do you, what Browner's going things, off here? Two things. While I talk, Browner, can you try and turn your mic down again from yeah, the you're, you're, I don't know what I don't know why it keeps going right. up. I just I, I want people to be able to hear you and all that. Uh number two, I kind of from the, the limited I did watch like four full Bears games this year, two against the Vikings. And I kind of agree, Browner. Like they they did some really wild, boring stuff with Justin Fields, a lot of screens, a lot of like line of scrimmage passing. Um but I, I, my question is, and I know his answer, Browner's, is like, are they limited because the play caller is playing, is calling those plays? Or does the play caller know what his quarterback can do and is now calling plays for that? That's number one. Number two is the Bears are the most fascinating story this offseason. I don't care what happens anywhere mm -hmm. else. The Bears are the most fascinating story in the NFL this offseason. One, they had the number one pick. What do you do with Justin Fields? Do you draft another quarterback? Because you fired your entire offensive staff, do you now, hey, let's just bring in a new quarterback and let's start fresh? Like, to me, that makes a lot of sense. To me. if Because I'm, a, I'm not a big believer in Justin Fields being like a franchise guy. I think he's going to be a good quarterback for like five more years. But anyways, that's number two. Number three, and this is where I put my tinfoil hat on. We've all heard of the Bill Belichick coaching tree and how it's failed mm -hmm. everywhere. Mike Vrabel being the best one, and he just got fired. I think he won two games in the like the last like year. So my question is, is there has Aaron Rodgers? And I guess your boy's the one that's excluded because he's having success, Scott. All mm -hmm. these Aaron Rodgers coaches are failing everywhere else. Yeah. Pathetic. Has yeah, Aaron I mean, Rodgers put duct tape on these coaches? Like, has he been the reason why these coaches have come off looking so good because Aaron Rodgers is so good, but you mm -hmm. put Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, terrible. You put Nathaniel Hackett with the Jets, terrible. You put Luke Getzey with the Bears, all of a sudden, terrible. Like, is there Aaron Rodgers coaching tree a failed coaching tree? 
Yeah. Could, was Aaron Rodgers such a good player? Was. Yes. Don't know what he's going to be going forward. Was Aaron Rodgers such a good player that he made uh, average coaches look good because everybody wanted these guys? I mean, Nathaniel mm -hmm. Hackett went from from being Aaron Rodgers' coordinator to being a head coach, and you know it it failed in year one. Um, by the way, you know it's not like Sean Payton went in there and turned everything around. There was a period of time where you're like, "Wow, the Broncos are playing with some heart," mm -hmm. but right. they still didn't make the playoffs. And moreover, Sean Payton has completely, like, um, I mean, just created a dysfunctional relationship. Because there's even talk now that. Russell Wilson would want to go back to the Broncos. And I watched Russell Wilson during the season when this whole controversy happened. This is only just a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, well, I, I really want to be back. And I kind of thought Russell Wilson was, was trying to play the victim in a, in a certain way. Like, well, I like it here. And I brought my family here and I put my kids in school here and I made a long-term commitment to these guys. And I want to be back. Come on. There's, there's no way after what happened this year between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton that they can work together again. Is there like, like, no like I way say about everything. Like I say about everything in life, you know why he wants to go back money. That's where the money's at. That's where the money's at. He ain't going to get that money anywhere else. But mm -hmm. if he stays with Denver, Denver and he makes it work, you know how much that's 296 million freaking dollars. That's on the table dog for, for a long time for a guy who's now <laughs> in his mid thirties. Yeah. Yeah. If I go, yeah. if I go, if I go to Atlanta and I go play for like a, not a minimum, but like a, what, like a 10, like a Fred team seven, friendly deal to look cool. Seven to 10, yeah. seven to right. 10. Even or if it were 20. Right. Or I could stay in, yeah. right. 20 nowadays for a quarterback is nothing. Right. Right. So of his caliber, 20 million would be fair. Right. And now you look at it. Of course I want to come back to Denver. Cause that's where I got my $250 million extension. So my 45 bonuses, yeah. my bonuses I can make $300 million and keep Sierra happy, you know? Like, so my $45 million is that I don't want 20 when I got I love, 45. That's a whole other thing too. This whole champagne, like, oh, you know, we haven't really made up our mind yet. You know, maybe, you know, I know the quarterback's important. I think he even said that like verbatim. I know the quarterback's important. We'll get there. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Look, you have any of that Sean Payton from what he said? Cause he, uh, he yeah. did have a press conference and I don't remember um, if this were like post the final game. Or this might um, have been end of season press. Yeah, his his kind of like exit presser. Yeah. yeah, go ahead and yeah. play it. Let's let's take a listen. This is oh not on Zoom by the way in person. Oh, what you can do that? Pretty, yeah, here you go. Look, I think that when when we get back and we begin this process of looking at a roster, um, you know where we select. There's so many things that go into um, a decision specific to the quarterback, which is significant, obviously. Um, so it's too early at all. I, I, I spent half an hour with Russ yesterday, um, you know, and I, I told him, I said, look, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be a long, drawn-out process, but, um, but it hasn't been decided relative to what our plans are. And uh, um, yeah, and, uh, I left all that uh, stuff in because, you know, I thought yeah. it was – when you don't know what to say because you're trying to not say the truth, I love leaving those ums and ah uh and ins in because it really mm -hmm. tells the story more than his actual answer. Yeah. Him as, thinking as, about as you, it and how right. to sneak out of it. Right. That's like that's like from the AJ Preller book of of how to not answer the question. Yeah. Um yeah, no. uh, e, uh you know, no, uh yeah. E, uh yeah. yeah. What right, an embarrassment. Me... What an <laughs> embarrassment. It's really not that bad. You know what it's though, really Russ? Not, it's, it's not no uh, it's, it's really, not Russ that it's... come back to San Diego. Russ will come back to San Diego. 
Russ will spend his entire offseason in San Diego. He'll he'll have his his field out behind his house in Rancho Santa Fe. He'll show video after video of him working out with his teammates, whoever those guys may be. Um, and Russ is going to tell you, I'm doing the work. And he's going to advertise himself to the rest of the league and to the Denver Broncos, to their fan base, to their management. He's going to advertise it all offseason. I want to come back. And Alex, I agree with you that that if for some reason they they cut him, and I don't really know the the financial ramifications. Forget because about they will. that money, or or how much he's going to walk away with. You know how much he got to sign, whatever. But Russell Wilson is still, and by, and I was surprised by this. A lot of his teammates supported him. You know, hey, because he business, but he but he worked hard. He was a leader. For all the corniness that we kind of ridiculed yes. him from the year before, yes. he yes. did what what Peyton asked him to do, which is stop playing politician. And I thought right. Ryan Clark, when Ryan Clark on ESPN said that Sean Payton has acted like a thug, and he said nobody kissed more babies, nobody played more of a politician than Drew Brees. Thank you. Truth is, um, he was right. Drew Brees. Thank you. Dr- listen. Drew and Sean Payton, though, the difference is their relationship. They were coming up together. They grew together. They won a Super Bowl together. That was a partnership. Sean Payton it, and Russell Wilson were forced into a relationship. You understand the difference? But, no, no, see, I, I hear what you're saying, but when you say they were forced into a relationship, one party knew that the other party was going to be there before they took the job. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't, this idea that, Russell Wilson, and by the way, Russell Wilson played well. As a dude, I don't want to have a beer with Russell Wilson. I don't find him to be a fascinating character, but as a football player, last year, Russell Wilson played serviceable enough football that he did not deserve to lose his job. He lost his job because of the business of football. And in a locker room where people put their bodies on the line, I don't want my body being put to a waste for four games because y'all don't want to pay this dude. I don't. I, no thanks. I'm I trying do. to win. We have a chance to win. We're competing for the playoffs, and you're going to make this move mm-hmm. for financial reasons. That that reverberates terribly in a locker room when people are putting their their limbs on the line to win games. And you can go out there with Jared Stidham. I get what you're saying, but I also got, I also disagree in this. Where the the Drew Brees, a politician, his teammates still liked him. His teammates still like really got whoa, along with him. Whoa. That we remember, Drew Brees on CNBC. Well, I mean, what Drew Brees when he said what he said about the flag and kneeling, correct? Uh, yeah, we that go. was the end of his career. Oh, that that some, was already but, done. And by the way, and and many of his teammates were like, "We agree." And then others of his True. teammates, and True. other of his teammates were like, "You don't understand the history of Black America." And correct. so, yeah, there, but I just don't see like. The equivalent of I don't see Michael Thomas, I don't see whatever uh, Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara going on podcasts trashing Drew Brees. Whereas yeah, I, I don't either. I see that regularly with Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch trashing Russell Wilson. That's the difference when, when, when it's obvious when you're in the room. And I guess I'm going to sound like I'm defending Champagne, which I have been all year. I guess when you're in the room, you could see, you could see tension. You know the differences between players and people. Obviously, Champagne saw that. And said, "You got to stop this. You're 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 alienating your teammates. You're not being one of the guys." Whereas Drew Brees, yes, he was a politician. Yes, he was on every commercial. Yes, he was making a ton of money. 
but he was still part of the guys. He was still rallying the troops. That's and, true. And he that's was the leader. That's the difference. That I agree Clark with that. Missed. That Ryan again, Clark is that's the difference. Yeah, but again, but know, Ryan Clark's point was more about the coach. It wasn't about Drew Brees. No, he but, was trying to draw attention to the way that Sean Payton is behaving in comparison to the way he you, behaved with Drew Brees. But right, Scott but is correct; they came behave, up together. You have to behave differently in every locker room, and, and, is, and that's listen, true. And and you know, here's Ryan Clark, a black man, and here's Russell Wilson getting jobbed, and he's a black man. And what did he do? He got jobbed by a white guy coach who's kind of a bully. And he compared him to Drew Brees, who's also a white guy. So don't don't be so naive as to think that there isn't like this kind of racial Some representation undertone. up in there. Right. That's right. It is funny, uh, though, like to yeah. see all these guys trash, trash a guy one year when he's playing like crap. And he's but now let's trash the coach because it's the coach's fault. Right. It's Nathaniel mm -hmm. Hackett's fault. Let's trash him. And but we're still going to trash Russ because he's playing like crap. But this year, we don't really necessarily like this coach. So let's defend Russ now. What? But it's like, dude, Sean Payne. But he played it. better. He played he better, better, though. He played he better. But, played we better. All, but they didn't hide why they did it. No, well, that's the weird part, <laughs> is that is that to, to be in playoff contention and to say, I'm with you, Browner, to say to your, to your locker room, hey, guys, I know we're kind of in playoff contention and we're not too far away, and he's our starting quarterback, but if he were to get hurt, we would owe him so much money and we can't afford him to get hurt. We need him to be healthy so that we might be able to release him. Because if he gets hurt and he's hurt in the offseason, then we're screwed. If he's healthy in the offseason, we might have some flexibility. And the only way to ensure that he's not hurt is not playing. I mean, for them to have been, and I say them, I mean, it was Russ really who outed them, you know. Um, As he should have. For that story right. to be out there, you know, I mean, crazy. All right, listen, it's yeah. Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man here on a Wednesday afternoon. This segment of Kaplan and Crew being brought to us by our friends at Prize Picks, since we're talking so much football, um, the weekend is right around the corner. And you've got so many great wild card matchups. Some of them are great stories. Some of them are great historical organizations going toe to toe. Um, some of them are newcomers to the party. No matter what, um, this is the weekend to play Prize Picks prizepicks.com slash great friends. When you put in uh, your first deposit, they will match it 100% up to 100 bucks. I put in $100 at the beginning of the football season. They matched it and gave me another $100. I had $200 to start the football season. I've won 17 plays and I've won over $800. However, I only have $57 left in my account and $10 of promotional dollars that they just put in my account, probably to inspire me to keep around, to, to stay around. I'm trying to make the entire football season on that first $100. But I'll tell you this right now. I'm going all in on the weekend. And I'll probably go all in on Joe Flacco and the Browns oh, in the first game. Oh. No, no. I, well, I mean, I'm going to do something with David the Browns. And Joku, could, I love this number, by the way. What's the number? 55 and a half. Oh, He's Joe great. Flacco's favorite target since he got yeah. there. Yeah. He's only not gotten that many yards in one of the five, four games that they played together, five games they played together. You know, somebody yesterday, one of our listeners hit me up with an idea. They said, Hey, um, I hear you talking about prize picks all the time. Again, prizepicks.com slash great friends. They'll match your first deposit hundred percent up to hundred bucks. Get in this game. So they said, look, you're talking about prize picks a lot and you're talking about the app and you're talking about, you know, how many yards this guy needs, how many passing yards this guy needs, how many points this guy needs. And this, this listener had a suggestion and I don't know if we can do this or not. He said, is there any way you guys could put it up on the screen so we could see what you're talking about. And Alex, I don't really know if you can or you can't because I f assume you're using your phone to play prize picks. 
but could we possibly um, show people what it actually looks like and how to navigate? Can we do that? I uh, just found out. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> Superstar status. Look at him. He he loves prize picks so much he's willing to cover his own face with the prize picks QR code. That's how much Shout this out. guy loves prize picks. Yeah. Shout out is about the about the sponsor, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm on look here. I'm on here plenty. Oh, look, demons and goblins pick. I like 39 and a half. Back. That's, easy. that's easy money right there, dude. No, yeah. no, no. That, that's, that, right that, that's that he will go under that. He will uh, have less uh, than that. Yeah. Okay. The green. Yeah. So you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with the green. The green is less. You can't do you can't do more. You can only do less with the green, and you can only do more with the red. That's why that Njoku number, that's not doing that. Yeah, I don't like less that. than 39.5. and a half. No. This one's not bad. No, no. Amari Cooper, 49 and a half. He's a little banged up. Yeah. That yeah, maybe. Anyways. But now, that, in, like, that, like, that in Joku, that in Joku 79. I like that. Yeah, I like that time, a lot. Remember last time that uh Cleveland played Houston, yes, CJ Stroud was out. But Amari Cooper had like 250 receiving yards. So mm -hmm. with the likelihood of him having a monster game, you got to think they're game planning for the guy. But 49 and a half doesn't seem outrageous at all. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Get in this game and come play with us. And for those of you that yesterday sent me that email and said, hey, I love hearing about prize picks. I love hearing how you guys are playing. But could you show it to us on the screen? We will do that more often for you. Uh, so stay tuned for that. All right, listen, speaking of the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend, we'll we'll start to look at the schedule. But also, we were talking about Browns, uh, Browners, Bears, and how they've kind of like gotten rid of most of their offensive staff, right? Um, all, the, all, yeah, the, the <laughs> oh, Chargers, not most, all. The Chargers are looking at everybody. They're looking at everybody's assistant GM. They're looking at everybody's offensive and defensive coordinator. We'll get to that part of the story coming up next. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. A little halftime timeout here. A couple of things I want to mention to you. Number one, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. My man, if you're contemplating, gosh, I want to buy a house. I've told you the story about some of our listeners who are moving from Imperial Beach up to Menifee. And now I'm following these guys on social media and they're going to their house, which is not yet done. It's still in the middle of construction. And they're going for the visit. Hey, let's go see how it's going. Let's go walk around. Let's see what's happening. And they're showing us on social media. The house is like 75% of the way done. You're thinking to yourself, I cannot buy a house. My kids will not be able to buy a house. My son just moved to Pittsburgh, not because he couldn't buy a house because he wanted to start his life, but he was like, dad, life is too expensive in San Diego. Homeownership can be achieved. It can be. There are programs specifically for people who don't have the big money to put down. If you're going to buy a $500,000 house and you don't have $100,000 to put down as 20%, there are programs for you. Talk to Gary Cooper. Click on that QR code right there. Talk to Gary Cooper. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299. Gary can help you, walk you through the process, and educate you along the way. Hey, and one last thing. I got to mention again prize picks. And the reason I'm mentioning them so much is because, A, they're a phenomenal partner. B, I love the game. I absolutely love the game. I can tell you this right now. Last night, I'm at this Lakers-Raptors game, and I'm going to be honest, I was kind of bored. I really was not like sitting there watching the game. I wasn't intensely into the game. The only thing that kept me into this game was, will Anthony Davis score together points, rebounds, assists? Will he get to whatever the number was, 42 or 43? And I'm watching the scoreboard the entire time because that's the only thing I cared about. I didn't, I mean, yes, I kind of wanted to see the Lakers win. I think it's a good story to like go from as bad as they've been. They beat the Clippers, start turning things around. Let's see. But 
All I cared about was Anthony Davis. Is he going to help me become a winner? And he did last night. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. If you've not gotten an account yet, now's the time. They'll still match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. And we're getting ready for NFL playoffs this weekend. So prizepicks.com slash great friends. Get in, get in the game, and play along with us. Let's get right back to the second half of the show. Hey, great friends. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Glad everybody's with us who are listening on 1090 on terrestrial radio throughout Southern California. Everybody who's watching on the Cox Your View Network, Channel 4 San Diego is our home base, but we're on Channel 4 in Santa Barbara. We're on Channel 118 in Orange County in LA if you're a Cox or Spectrum Cable subscriber. To all of our YouTube viewers out there who are involved in our live YouTube chat, and to all of our audio podcast listeners, we're glad you guys are sticking around. And uh, you can always catch up with us on kaplanandcrew.com, our website, kaplanandcrew.com. That gives you every Instagram post. It gives you every Twitter post. It gives you cited polls. And uh, just every way to get a hold of us is there on kaplanandcrew.com. So, um, guys, we were talking a bunch of NFL. Let's, um, let's do a couple of things here. Let's start off with the playoff schedule for the weekend. And then I want to get into how the Chargers, who fired their general manager, I mean, after all those years of letting Tom Telesco take the bullets for John Spanos, after all of those years of what I have to admit were great draft choices uh, and re-signing a lot of their talent, the fact of the matter is they just didn't get to where they thought they should go based on the names and the dollars that were being spent. And when they got destroyed, what what week was it where they got beat up so bad by the Raiders that what was it like Thursday night football? 15, yeah. 16, something like that. They got yep. beat up so bad that Dean Spanos stayed in Vegas with his wife to go to that new grand opening of that new hotel casino. It's called is it Fountain Blue? La Fountain Blue. Dean, <laughs> you take the team back to, to L.A. or Costa Mesa, right near that Chick-fil-A, Alex. You take the team back to Costa Mesa, and I'm going to stay in Vegas because I'm not getting my hands dirty. You fire them. Fire the coach, fire the general manager, and now they find themselves in this position where they've got to replace both of those, those jobs. And I'll tell you, man, I've seen a number of polls on, on all these different websites by the way, I'm only following these polls because they're cited polls. But I'm talking about <laughs> awful announcing and sports not and um, the comeback.com and 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 you know sixscore.com. All these these um, websites that cover football. And the question is, what is the best available head coaching job in the NFL? And I don't know why everybody thinks it's the Chargers. I mean, I really, really don't understand why everybody thinks it's the Chargers. I personally think it's the Washington job. Um, because Daniel Snyder is not the owner of the Washington commanders anymore, but yeah. people, for some reason, think the charger job is so attractive. Maybe it's the quarterback. Maybe it's the stadium. They get to play in. Maybe it's the new facility that's being built. Maybe it's the Los Angeles market. I'm not really hundred percent sure, but overwhelmingly every poll on every website seems to suggest that people think the charger job is the best job. I, I don't really quarterback. Well, if that's your only criteria, I got news for you. Yes. Um, Justin Herbert has had a really nice start to his career. Last year mm -hmm. was a major setback. Major setback. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. don't even know why the Chargers are interviewing Kellen Moore. He, he was the <laughs> offensive coordinator last year. Why interview him? Uh, you, before, let me say this real yeah. quick. Let me say this real quick about them interviewing Kellen Moore. This is why I don't have any faith in them. This is why I have no faith in them. Kellen Moore was in the building when you fired the head coach. You know who you could have gave the job to? Kellen Moore. So what are you interviewing him about? What? What do you have for lunch? Like what in what in They've the interview process? They're going to interview everybody. That's one you could have skipped. <laughs> Literally. That's one you could have passed on. Let me read the whole list to you because a lot of names on here will be familiar. <laughs> so gift gift Jeff Smith, who was the interim coach who didn't win a game. I don't know how to say his name, Gifford Jeff, but I'll just say Don't Gifford. matter, it's unnecessary. Whatever. Kellen Moore, offense coordinator, obviously. Steve nope. Wilkes, the 49ers defensive coordinator. Aaron Glenn, Maybe. the Lions defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn, who is calling Scott about the job. Uh, the Cowboys. So, no, that's a no for him. Yeah, Patrick right. Graham. Yeah, I, I, by the way, I told him, I told Dan Quinn's guy when he called me, he goes, yeah. listen, he goes, do you know anybody in the Chargers that you could make a call and tell them how interested Dan Quinn is in the job? I go, dude, you don't understand. I am persona non grata with the Chargers. And moreover, even if they didn't hate me, I would never call them on anybody's behalf and suggest that you get that job because you don't want to work for these guys. Okay. Don't you remember when Archie Manning told them my kid will not play for you? That, that, that is the same group of people. And so Dan Quinn pioneer, you don't want that job, buddy. (laughs) And, And I can't do anything to help. In fact, if anything, the fact that you're calling me and asking me to make a call for you and me blabbing my big mouth all over radio and TV and YouTube and everywhere else, I'm hurting your chances, buddy. Yeah. By far. Uh, Patrick Graham, the Raiders defensive coordinator. Raheem Morris, the Rams uh, defensive coordinator. I don't know why I put RC there. Uh, so, hey, it didn't work with Brandon, but let's try it again. <laughs> like, let's go get Raheem. Todd Munkin, the 49ers offensive coordinator. Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator. Brian Callahan, the Bengals offensive coordinator. And old friend alert for me, Leslie Frazier. The former Vikings head coach who was not in the NFL this season. I will. I will let me. I'm gonna make a prediction about everybody on that list who who will get a job. I think Leslie Frazier will be the Bears' offensive coordinator. Ugh. And you you say look, but you got a coach with one year left on his contract and a guy who would like that job. So if he comes in and now all of a sudden Justin Fields look like a Frazier. for real deal as a quarterback. Isn't Leslie Frazier a defensive guy? I thought he was a defensive coach myself. I thought he was Leslie. a defensive coach too. Yeah, um, he out of a job. Well, he was a defensive coordinator his whole life. So if he becomes the offensive coordinator in Chicago, you're in trouble. Yeah, I'll say that. Much. I just don't listen. Leslie Frazier to me, um, when you leave, getting back in, hard to do. Getting as back a black in, man, head, yes. Getting back in as a head coach, very hard to do. It's different when you call your buddy and you go, "Hey, man, I was out for the year. I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go. I'll take the linebacker job. I'll take the outside linebacker job. I'll coach DBs. I'll coach you know corners, safeties." I, I don't. I'll be an assistant special teams coach. I just want back in. But there's only a coach, few. There's only a few black guys who get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Leslie Frazier yeah. ain't one of them. Like Tony Dungy can be that. Tony Dungy, mm-hmm. Lovey Smith, like Mike Tomlin will get two more jobs if he wanted to. If he wanted to leave Pittsburgh, but there's certain there's certain black coaches, bro. You get one shot at this, and maybe a second one after you prove yourself as a coordinator, like some well, uh. What what the Cowboys defensive coordinator is doing? Yeah, it, it I have a real line. question. Like before we jump into the whole that whole thing, like is this the most interviews ever for a team? <laughs> <laughs> I always I swear like I genuinely I'm asking for real. Like every time yeah. you hear of a list of candidates, it's like five, no, six, maybe. There's there's, there's and, the Rooney and rule. then one random Rooney rule. Right, right. There's right. there's a Rooney rule 
which says you have to give interviews to minority candidates. Mm -hmm. um, even if it's just ceremonial, just do it. Okay. Just make mm -hmm. us look good. Right. Go drunk like John Elway did. And then there's the Spanos rule. The Spanos rule is interview everybody. Just, just talk to everybody. In fact, not just for coaches. How about for general manager? I mean, yeah. listen, let me this ask everybody a question wants. here. Uh, Browner, Browner, are, are, is the, are the Bears considered a team that has a great personnel department? Have they built a great roster? No. God, no. Right. Well, the take, Chargers take a look think at, so. Take a look at this list right here. Go ahead, Alex. <laughs> the Bears director of player personnel, Jeff King. The Bears assistant general manager. Okay, Ian let me Cunningham. explain that. Let me explain that. Let me explain those first two, okay? Mm -hmm. So those two guys, especially Ian Cunningham, he was with Kansas City as well. So when Ryan Poles came over, he brought Ian Cunningham with him from Kansas City. So the Ian Cunningham, maybe that's what that's about, that they had more relationship to Kansas City. The first guy, I have no idea where he came from. I just find this to be so funny. All these guys, I mean, the Saints, you look at the Saints. They're, they want nah. to talk to their assistant general manager. Did the Saints build some great roster? You no. Know? Kind of. Um, I mean, they did win did nine they? games with Derek Carr. They, the Saints always seem to be in Derek the Carr's good, though. Come on. Don't do him like that. Derek Carr's like Derek Carr's middle of the road good. He's not good. He gets hurt every game. All it's, the time. it's Taysom yeah. Hill and Jameis Winston playing every game. Shout out to yeah. my dog Jameis Winston. Yeah. Jameis Winston, by the way. I loved what Shannon Sharp said about Score him the that. other day. Shannon, that Sharp, Shannon Sharp said that he would have immediately cut Jameis Winston when Jameis Winston, because remember, the Saints had a lead uh, over Atlanta this past weekend. It was 41-17. New Orleans made an interception late in the game. The ball was down at the one-yard line. Dennis Allen, the coach of the Saints, sent in a play, which was victory formation. Let's get out of here. Let's end this thing. Yep. Jameis Winston in the game as quarterback. And Winston, after the game, after they handed the ball off and scored a touchdown, <laughs> so to further Williams. blow out and humiliate uh, the, the opponent. And you saw the uh, coach from Atlanta now fired. Arthur Smith, is that his name? He came across mm -hmm. the field to say to Dennis Allen, man, that's a bunch of BS. That's unprofessional crapola. How could you guys do that, et cetera, et cetera. He gets fired, by the way, the next day. But for Jameis Winston after the game to admit, we overruled our head coach. We, the players, decided on the field to score, not go victory formation. If you overrule your coach when you're the backup quarterback, I'm with Shannon Sharp. You cut his ass. Especially because they don't even like to play him. Like when Darren Carr got hurt, they didn't even start Jameis. They threw in Taysom. So what do you what do you got to lose here? Because you panned Taysom Hill more and everybody threw it. If y'all remember Taysom Hill was supposed to be the ultimate, he was supposed to be White Lamar Jackson. Let me tell y'all something, no, no, okay? No, no, no. He was supposed to J -Bo, be J -Bo. J -Bo. Smith. Quail Stewart. Listen, J-Bo, you did the right thing, bro. Oh, Brown. You did the right thing. You want a name, dog? Damn. I know. How about okay. that? I know. <laughs> it's the first time I know. ever. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> All I was there is this. Jameis Winston could get another job if they cut him. Shannon Sharp, you on TV yeah. talking yeah. for a reason. You're not yeah. a coach, brother. You don't know yeah, what's in that locker room. Yeah. He did He did what he thought was best. Period. Oh, End of story. Who makes the decision? The show right now. J-Bo. J-Bo make the decision. Right, this is huge, in my opinion. And Scott, right. you will too. Bombshell. Oh. Pete, Pete Carroll. Out. I see how No. Fire or, res or resigning. It just said Pete Carroll is out. As Whoa. What? Wow. Nah, come on. No way. Whoa. I don't Carroll believe that. expected to be out of Seahawks head coach. Uh, he's still remain in the organization, but not as head coach. Head that's Schefter. That's everybody's now tweeting it. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, but 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 hold on a second here. You know, it, it is a bombshell because Pete Carroll has been so good for so long. And by the way, when I say so good for so long, go to the beginning of his SC tenure and to today. And Pete Carroll has won national championships. He's produced Heisman Trophy winners. He's gotten to he's got a Super Bowl championship, had a second one, but he screwed the whole thing up by he not giving it, it to Marshawn Lynch. He he screwed that up. And and he revived Geno Smith's career, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so so Pete Carroll has been a great, great professional head coach. Over that, over that span, years. he's been the third best coach in the NFL over that span you just talked about. Behind Belichick and what do you say, Andy Reid? Andy Reid, yes. Okay. So let me just say wow. this, though. But here's the thing about That's Pete Carroll. That's crazy. It's, it's not that crazy to me. Well, like he just said on Monday that he's going to – he's good. I'm going to be here. That's what's crazy. Like something happened. I'm going to be here. Not, I'm going to be the head coach here. I'm going to be here. Now, you may not be quoting him exactly directly. No, I, I don't remember. I got to look it up. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Pete. And we'll all digest this for a second as Alex is Ooh, just doing yeah. a little bit more research as this story is just coming up. Pete Carroll is in his 70s now. Yes. I think Pete Carroll might be older than Bill Belichick. And his exact I could, quote was, I plan to be coaching this team. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Then, cool. then that is, that is interesting he's, because, you know, it's one thing when Mike 72. Vrabel gets fired. Yeah. Belichick's 71. Okay. It's one thing when Vrabel gets fired and the ownership of the Titans is like, look, we love Mike Vrabel. We think he's great. We're committed to winning. Um, you know, we, things just haven't gone great. You know, the first four years of Vrabel, really, really good, consistent can, playoff team, et cetera. Last two years, not very good. It's one thing to get rid of a guy like Mike Vrabel. Pete Carroll, I don't believe, has the same um, control. Maybe that's not the right word. Um, I don't think Pete Carroll has in Seattle what Belichick has or had in New England. Like those, I agree. Those Complete autonomy. Yeah, those mm -hmm. Super Bowls, that the, the Super Bowl that he won and the Super Bowl that he went to, they're, they're four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. You know? And and give credit to Pete. They have been you know they've been consistently competitive. But when you look at the when you look at what the Rams accomplished this year, and you look at what the 49ers are, those are two teams in your division that are both considered better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I could just see the ownership. Remember, um, what what was the owner's name? Paul Allen. He yeah, died. He died. It's a sister right. now, right? Right. So I could see where, you know, the current ownership might go, look, he's 72 years old. Yeah, he's still got the juice and the energy because there's plenty of post-game videos of the Seahawks in the locker room with Pete, like, in the middle of it all. But you know what? Um, he's not John Harbaugh where he's in his, like, late 50s and he's still all juiced up and he's still got the best team, you know, in the AFC. Pete's had a great run, had an amazing mm -hmm. career. But I can't say I'm shocked that the Seahawks aren't starting to think about their future. And when you're think, 72 yeah. years old, are you part of it? I think you also put it all into context. I think that the the Geno Smith was cute for a year, and this year you see that it's not the answer. And I think right. they have they have a decent. This is the year if you're going to draft a quarterback. This is the year to make some moves, right? This is the year to to you got so many dudes supposedly in the first round. This is the year to really go for a full rebuild. And I think that the GM and Maybe it was a GM. Maybe it's the ownership that probably was like, you know what? It's time to start new here. 
The defense that has always been Pete Carroll's strong point, very weak this year. They have talent. They got this kid, Walker, Kenneth Walker. They have DK's Metcalf. They have uh, Smith and Jigba. Like, they have real talent there. If they bring in a young quarterback and start over, I think I agree with you, Scott, that, yes, the reaction is, wow. But in reality, it kind of does – it kind of is the time, right? If you're going to do it, why not now? If you you have the fourth best quarterback in the in in that in that division, you have the he's probably the third best coach in that division. That I didn't think his defense was too bad this year, but you can't if you got to score, you you, you got to score, and they didn't score enough points. So I'm shocked that they let him go because it they did they didn't underperform like Bill Belichick's team did. They didn't underperform like. Like they, like Mike Vrabel's team did. No, they, I think they, they overperformed the past two seasons because yeah, they right they play, they played in a tough division and in a tough division you're going to lose some games and, and they and, lost some games when you have the the fourth best quarterback in that division and they won so, their last game against Arizona on a missed field goal by Arizona. I mean they walked right. off the field not exactly celebrating. In, looked very intentional by the yeah. way. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. missed kick was like uh, we, we, we need that pick, man. We like that Why, right. pick there, Matt. Right. I know, yeah. Why, Matt, right, brother. That dude's been so good for so long, especially from yeah. long range. It was shocking to see how far he missed that ball. Hey, listen, give me one quick second here just to mention this I have to everybody. The, uh, Seahawks statement when you're done. Okay, let me just mention this to everybody. Our guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services, 858-376-1299. That's his phone number, 858-376-1299. Gary's old school, still has a phone in his office. You can still call him whenever you want him. He'll talk to you, no problem. Here's what he'll talk to you about. Hey, I want to buy a house, Gary. Okay, great. Um, You know, let's talk about that. What kind of price range? Let's talk about your credit score. Let's talk about what you're eligible for. And then let's try and figure out if we can get you into home ownership. I can't tell you anybody who could tell it better than what Alex did. Alex, how many, is it two years now that you and Mar have your house? Yes, over two years. And and what percentage has your house gone up in the last two years from when it you bought it? It fluctuates between 20 and 25%. I mean, but just think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, think about, think about now you've got a, a condo in North Park that you could either sell and make money and you could turn it into something bigger and better, or you could hold that you could use the equity that you've got and you could probably go buy something else and you could rent that and and have that make money for you. Listen, there's a way to do this is all I'm trying to tell you. You know, if you're going to buy a $500,000 property and you don't have $100,000 in cash to put down, you don't, in your mind, you're like, well, I guess I can't buy a house. Well, how many people do you know that have $100,000 that in, in cash, you know? So what you have to do is you got to work with a guy like Gary who can show you all these different loan programs that are built for people who don't have the big money down payment. Talk to Gary, 858-376-1299. For those of you that are watching on TV or watching on YouTube, use the QR code and you can get right to Gary's website, Mountain Trust Realty Services. All right, Alex, there's a statement from the Seahawks. Yeah, a little clarity here. After thoughtful meetings and careful consideration for the best interest of the franchise, we have amicably agreed with Pete Carroll that his role will evolve from head coach to remain with the organization as an advisor. Pete is the winningest coach in Seahawks history, brought the city's first Super Bowl and created tremendous impact over the past 14 years, you know, and the rest is the rest. So he will now Uh, be. I just want to read the rest of it. His expertise Mm -hmm. in leadership and building a championship culture will continue as an integral part of our organization moving forward. Pete will always be beloved member of the Seattle Seahawks family. Listen, could Pete Carroll go from head coach? Look, put it this way. Um, If there's interest in Bill Belichick outside of the New England Patriots, my guess is, is that there would probably be interest in Pete Carroll. And by the way, 
If I were the Chargers and I think about Pete Carroll's history with USC and in Los Angeles, I'd have a lot of interest in Pete Carroll. But if I'm Pete, here's what I want from you guys. Pay me enough money so that I don't go somewhere else and coach. That's it. Like, I love the Seahawks. Yeah. I love the franchise. I love the community. I'm a part of it all. Pay me enough money that I don't go somewhere else and coach. Dude, there's going to be so many opportunities for Pete Carroll. Television, number one. Definitely. Definitely. Amazing on television. Number two, if I'm Lincoln Riley, I'm calling his agent today. How do I get Pete Carroll back in this building? In in any sort of senior advisor, it, recruiting, face of mm -hmm. the franchise, if mm -hmm. that is for me as a Trojan Folks fan, person, dude, anything to get Pete Carroll back in this building, I will do it. And USC mm -hmm. has the money to do it. And it, mm -hmm. they all their sponsors and boosters, whatever they're called, dude, Pete Carroll back to USC for me, that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. I mean, put him in a role in, in USC, whether it's NIL related mm -hmm. um, or just whatever, sort of anything, anything to the community, you know, anything. I'm with you. Yeah. He, Pete Carroll could do whatever he wants, but. There comes a time when it's like, hey, he's 72 years old and we got to prepare for the future. The Niners are better. The Rams are better. Arizona's mm -hmm. not, but who cares? They're, you got to prepare for the future. And I'm with you as far as like, you know, the quarterback class. Yeah. Now would be the time. All right, stick around, everybody. Oof. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. You know what I haven't talked about yet since we're back for the new year? The Padres. Let me talk about that next. Hey, great friends. It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. If you're just getting with us, a uh, breaking news story that happened earlier in the day, the Seattle Seahawks part ways, um, they say amicably, with Pete Carroll. We were having this discussion in the last segment. The opportunities that would be available to Pete, um, could he go out and look for another head coaching job in the NFL? There's going to be a lot available. There already are a lot available. Um, yeah, probably. He's 72 years old. I mean, these are the jobs that are available. Panthers, Chargers, Raiders, Commanders, Falcons, Titans, and now the Seahawks. Seven jobs available, mm. head coaching jobs in the NFL. Um, could Pete not the, Carroll? Not the Bears. Right, not the Bears. Their offensive coordinator job, their tight end job. <laughs> All the other jobs. Coach, right. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if if Pete Carroll really, really, really wanted to be a head coach in the NFL, would 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 those teams not want to give serious consideration to Pete Carroll as energetic as he is, even at 72 years old? I would argue that there'd be plenty of interest in Pete Carroll. Yeah. No. No, no not at all, huh? No. If, listen, the age, 72 to start over with 72 is a no. To continue going another year or two at 72 with the franchise, Absolutely. I feel the same way about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick going to a new team and starting over, to me, that's a no. Because you yeah. what he built took years to build. And now you're going to ask a guy who's pretty much at the end to now come in and do that for you. So the fact that these two guys are, well, one is unemployed currently as a head coach, and the other one appears to be rumored out as a head coach. I just, the age of those two, those two head coaches, I just don't think they fit where the direction of the NFL is going. Go ahead, sir. I will disagree with you on this. What if you think you're close? Well, there, so but, but, but no, no, but here's the, that's a good point. But, but if you put that list back up on the screen, are the Panthers close? <laughs> no. Panthers aren't close. Are the Chargers close? People think they are. 
No, he asking you. He asking you. Well, I'm just listen. Uh, I'm asking right. him. There. there I'm asking right. him. There, there is a perception that the Chargers are close, but the reality is not the perception. The right. perception is they've got a quarterback. They've got all this talent. A couple of things. Well, one, yeah. One, they're going to lose a lot of guys because of the salary yeah. cap, and two, um, they've not. There's nothing. I don't care how good Justin Herbert looks to you. There's nothing that tells you they're this close to being really, right. really good. Because if you look at this list, the mm -hmm. only thing truly separating the Chargers from anybody else is they have a quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, but I, I... I would say you can't say and, that about the Commanders because they've got the second pick. Yeah, but they we don't know. You never know. I'm telling you right now, established in the NFL, Justin Herbert, you know... You also don't want, numbers, at least. you don't want Pete Carroll taking over a team that's got a rookie quarterback because right. you, you or it, Bill Belichick. Right. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like to me, I'll, I'll, let me throw it to you guys this way. Who would you rather have Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Same. Less baggage. Same. And easy. He appears to be easier to get along with for the players. Yeah. yeah. He's done I mean, a everybody. lot with a, he's done so much with little in the last two years. Right. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs, but they finished with the winning record. They and we'll look what Bill they made the has done with less. Right. And I think the only reason I bring up is if you think you're close. So remember I brought up Arthur Blank and why I think he would go for Jim Harbaugh because he's 80 some years old. He wants to win now. The Falcons are pretty close, man. I in my opinion, I genuinely think the Falcons are pretty close. Arthur Smith was one of the worst. You want to talk about Luke Getze. Arthur Smith was one of the worst offensive callers in the NFL. Right along with him. Like he did not utilize his weapons at all. For, for two years, by the way. And for if two Pete years. Carroll, if Pete Carroll goes in there, and if even if it's Desmond Ritter, like Desmond Ritter had signs at least of, of a pulse like Geno Smith did, I think those two teams to me, I don't think Chargers happens. I really don't. But I do think the Falcons would be one of the teams that would at least if you, be interested in Pete Carroll. If, if you, you, think if you close, ask me, that makes sense. If you ask me on that list, if you put that list back up, but you ask me who was closer to contention in the modern-day NFL, I would say it's the Falcons, and it's the Falcons by a long shot because the Falcons have everything else but quarterback. I would tell you this, though. if you When you put that list back up on the screen, I'll just say this. What is the most attractive job potentially to Pete Carroll? I mean, I'm just going to – Well, hold on. I'm a, I'll make my case. I'm curious Pete's what you're going to say because I don't know. Pete's greatest success was where? L.A. Right. Yeah, Pete's greatest success was with USC. And um, I would just say that when it comes to the community, and if, and if you're the Chargers and you think you're close, which they obviously do, but I obviously don't, if you're the community and you want to um, reach out to the to the to the you want to sell you want to sell luxury suites now you're USC cooking fans. now you're cooking okay okay <laughs> you want to sell luxury suites to usc fans and you want to sell sponsorship partnerships to you know the, the the fortune 500 companies around la if you were the chargers and i said to you right now bill belichick pete carroll jim harbaugh who has the most L.A. cachet? Mm, that's I, I, I loved your question until you threw in Harbaugh. So I'm still going Harbaugh. Even though that's not your question, the most cachet in L.A. obviously is Pete Carroll. But if By you're throwing far. Harbaugh in that equation, I'm still going Harbaugh personally because, yeah, because like Browner said, age. Right. But, but if I'm the Chargers, why not? Yeah, I, I, if I were the Chargers, I, I, if I were the Chargers, I would do everything I could do right now to 
at least get Pete Carroll potentially interested. I don't See, know that the, Pete will be, and I don't know that Pete's going to coach again. I mean, listen, you're 72 years old, man. This you're is not, a make. You're not 45 or 50 or 60. He not a average. He's not the average 72 year old. I though. know he's not. I know he's if, not. If I'm the Chargers, I make him tell me no. I make him say no. Yeah. I make him a nice offer. Mm -hmm. I, I I cushion it up for him, and I make him tell me no. I say, listen, we'll give you a four year deal at the four end of the four year deal. That's it. That's it. You know that's the end. We know that's the end. We already have a quarterback. We have some of the pillars already. We have a very high draft pick, so you can get another tackle. Or you can get a wide. You get whatever you want. No more wide receivers. Enough with the wide receivers. Good. If I, but if if I'm if I'm the Chargers, if I'm Mister Spanos, this is what I'm telling them. This is what I'm telling them. You, it's up to you, bro. Come, come on, do come on down. Five. Chargers have a top five pick. That's what I'm saying. This is what yeah, I'm saying. And you tell me that, like Keenan Allen, Khalil Mack, whoever else under contract, wouldn't rework their contract to 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 work with Pete Carroll after what they've just dealt right. with the past years. Cool. Oh, Scott, dude, you might listen, have said, I'm, I'm playing. Oh, I hate how much oh, I, I genuinely hate Ooh. how much it makes sense. Like it really sounds, right. I do too. Right. I, I, I really I do brought too, it up because I if you're in that if you're in that organization, if you're in that in between Costa Mesa and El Segundo right now, and you're thinking to yourself, we have Herbert, we're not far. You know that's you know that's what they're saying to themselves. We have Herbert, we're not far. We need mm -hmm. a coach to win right now. We're not, we yeah. can't do another project. Right. We can't do another first-time right. coach. Right. We got it. Yeah. Can't do it. And Harbaugh's too, Harbaugh's too expensive. Bill Belichick's probably too expensive. Well, I hate it also. I, I hate it for this reason. I love Pete Carroll. I adore Pete Carroll, not the football coach. I adore the dude. Okay. And if Pete Carroll how went, do you know became, him? How well? Yeah. Um, I mean, Scott well, Scott threw up on air while he was talking to him. That's how close they are. They shared. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Here's how well. Here's how well I know Pete. Uh, and I've never, I've never gone to dinner with Pete. I've, I, you know, I've talked to him plenty off air, texting and so on. Um, here's how well I know Pete Carroll. A couple of years ago, I'm in Seattle for a game. I don't remember who they were playing at this point. I really don't even remember. Uh, it's pregame of a uh, of a playoff game. And, um, Pete comes out before the game and I make sure I'm going to make, make sure I say hello to him. I'm going to hug it out with him. Um, you have to understand, I knew Pete Carroll through Billy Ray. B Pete Carroll was a graduate assistant coach at Arkansas on Lou Holtz's staff when Billy Ray was a player at Arkansas. Oh, wow. So when Billy, so Billy Ray and I jumped on the Pete Carroll bandwagon at USC very early on, I'm talking 2001, two, three, I mean, really early on. We used to have Pete on the air all the time. Pete and I, I would go, I would probably do over the course of the last, call it 20 years, I would probably do two Seattle Seahawks games a year on Westwood One. So um, we go to this game and oh, um, wow, and Pete, Pete comes out. Let me hear. How good I am. Let me hear. Oh, wow. If you can find this. Okay. That's good right there. That's <laughs> good. the video. So, Okay, so Pete and I, before this game, that you're, Alex has just pulled up this picture. I don't even know where you found this picture out. It's before a game, and 2015. Pete and I, what, what is it? 2015. 2015. Pete and I are having a catch before this game. <laughs> oh. It's me and Pete on one end, and his son is down at the other end. Now, his son and him were going to have a catch. 
he let me get involved. So Pete would throw the ball to his kid. His kid would throw the ball back to me. I would throw the ball to his kid. The kid would throw the ball back to Pete. And we must have been there for 10 minutes just BSing and talking and playing catch. And there's video of it because the guys from Westwood One, Howie Denneroff, was up in the booth going like this. Is that Kaplan having a catch with Pete Carroll? And they videotaped it from the booth. <laughs> the video, I'm telling you, it's on Facebook somewhere. It is out there of me and Pete. So I couldn't do that with Bill Belichick before a game. I couldn't do that with Mike Tomlin before a game. I couldn't do it with Mike McCoy. Andy Reid. Who I do. Yeah, Andy Reid, forget it, man. Um, Pete Carroll, I had that kind of relationship with Pete that I could go have a catch with him before a game. Um, I love this guy. And I would hate for him to coach the Chargers. But I must admit, if I were the Chargers, I'd do what you said, Browner. I'd make him tell me no. Because mm -hmm. with his USC credentials, with his L.A. cachet, Pete Carroll could um, make the Chargers, I'm not saying Super Bowl champions, I'm just saying he could make them relevant in L.A. That's all. That, this would be like, uh, this would be like Phil Jackson coaching the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh man, a crazy story. It's, crazy, it just sounds it sounds too good, man. It sounds yeah. too good. It it sounds like a it sounds like a professional homecoming for Pete Carroll, man. Yeah, I that, I, I love why idea. it won't happen. Right? Yeah, it makes yeah. too much. Sense. All right, let me do this. Let me get to the highlight of the day. And the highlight Ooh. of the day today, I I've got a lot of options because I never really got into LeBron and the controversy of last night's Lakers win over Toronto. But I I actually would like to spend a couple of minutes here on the Padres today. Because there's some interesting, uh, there's some interesting things happening around the Padres. So, Alex, why don't we hit the highlight of the day, and we'll we'll make that our highlight. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. All right, promo code is BetterBud at Tori in California. Because when you spend a minimum of $75, use the promo code BETTERBUD online in store. You get 20% off your purchase at Tori in California. Holistics. All right. How's that for you? I'm looking. Uh, I'm trying to figure What's this out. It's a daily deal. Is it Weed Wednesday? It is Weed Wednesday. They got a bunch of stuff. 25% off Claiborne products. Uh, Tori Herb jars, four for 30 bucks. Tori Herb Co. 1A is 25% off. Sherbinsky's 25% off. Lots of stuff happening today. Weed Wednesday, Tory and California Listics. Everybody's hitting me up on my phone right now. I'm just and I'm finding these pictures now that you told me, Browner. It was uh, January 10th, 2015. Mm -hmm. There I am, Pete and I, on the uh, on the field. Um, people right away said Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn was Pete's defensive coordinator, wasn't he? I'd have to go back I and really. So. Yeah, I, I know so. he was yeah. there. I know he was definitely there. Yeah. Wow, man, this Pete Carroll story blowing my mind today. It really he was. Yeah. For two seasons before he became the Falcons head coach. I think that day, that that January 10th game, I think that game, here's a picture of me and Russell Wilson after the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, found, found the video. Me. Found the video. Here send it is. Send it to me. I found the video. I'm going to try and get it over to you. All right. Uh, while you do that, yes, mm -hmm. there was a, uh, not a report, just uh, Dennis Lynn from The Athletic, who covers the Padres, if you don't know, uh, did a mailbag. So, People were writing in questions about what's happening with the Padres. One of the questions, which I found interesting and I highlighted here, was will the Padres trade Hassan Kim? 
And in context of the question was, he is probably the most tradable, most lucrative player on the team currently. I got your text. I'll pull it up in a second. Um, This is hilarious. And would they trade him to fill gaps elsewhere? Obviously, Hassan Kim plays a position that could be filled by, I don't know, Jake Cronenworth. Three other guys. Three (laughs) other guys. Uh, This is what Dennis Lynn had to say. Um, it seems that way among the team's trade candidates. Kim is the one who has drawn the most interest this offseason. It's been widespread interest. He's nine months away from free agency. The Padres appear unlikely to pony up mm. the money it would take to extend him. Prospect Jackson Merrill, when he's ready, could uh, cheaply replace Kim somewhere in the infield. And after trading pending free agents Juan Soto and Scott Barlow for several controllable assets, the Padres logically are obligated to explore a similar move with Kim whose combination of gold glove defense and affordable 2024 salary has drawn a larger field of teams than the few that seriously bid for Juan Soto. Internally, at least, San Diego has been discussing the idea for a few weeks. Gosh, um, if if that happens, if Hassan Kim were to be traded, which, um, man, that would be super interesting because, again, we always talk about, in my opinion, the biggest mistake that A.J. Preller made was Xander Bogarts. You had two really good shortstops in Tatis and Kim. You didn't need a shortstop. If you get rid of Kim, now that kind of takes that pressure off, you know, but you still have Tatis who I think Browner, you've been right all along. Tatis wants to play shortstop. <laughs> told you. <laughs> but, I told but, you, like, man. But, but I you do know what it is. I don't think Tatis does. I think his right. dad wants him to desperately be a shortstop again. Yeah. Genuinely. That's what the marketing is, man. But I, but I, the Padres need so much now that Hassan Kim is a nice little trade piece to have. Um, last week when I was off and you guys were on, I kept seeing videos on social media of uh, you guys talking about Eric Gruppner. He's the CEO mm-hmm. of the Padres. And did he go on a radio show or did he do an interview with somebody? It was like, Pre- it was a, I think he just gave a quote to the UT talking about the Petco Park and how Petco Park is bringing a lot of money for the team with all their other non-baseball activities. Right. But didn't he also have a comment like, hey, Padres fans, um, be grateful for what we have. Because if you were were in a coma for the last three years, you know, you didn't have what you have now three years ago. So Is that that how he said it, if you were in a coma? Something like that. What, What are you looking at, Browner? Listen. You know, I've known, yeah, I've dude, known this guy the, was in Mexico and on a mountain, dude. He wasn't listening. Yeah, I was to not paying attention at all. That's I fair. Totally. You know, I, you know, I will, I've blown my top a couple of times on this show due to a couple of things. This might have been the, the second worst thing I got mad about on this show. The exact quote was, I understand fans might focus on the departure of Soto and free agents. We might not sign this year, but we feel like we have a great core group of players. If a fan fell asleep three years ago and woke up to see the caliber of players we had under long-term contracts, they would be pretty surprised. I fell asleep, not coma. Uh-huh. What's a coma? Long sleep. Continue. I don't know, man. Eric Gruppner, uh, all of a sudden, now that Peter is no longer with us, all of a sudden Gruppner now is, is the face guy. He's the, he's the spokesperson. Is that right? Get, some, get somebody else. As of right get now. Get somebody else. Get Eric somebody Cus- else. Who is it? Eric Kustendis? Eric Kustendis or whatever his name is. The new guy. Kustenda. He hasn't. I don't new think he's. What? He's the new what? The new managing partner. Oh, really? Yeah. Listen, man. You, Eric Gruppner needs to take a PR class. 
That's it. If I he's just, gonna keep doing the job, you can't talk like that. That's that's dumb. He's not a dumb person. I'm not saying he's dumb. What he know? said was wildly stupid. How do you know if he's dumb? How do you know if he's smart? I don't know. Because you can't make it to the point where he is. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you professionally, can. you can. Oh, okay. All right. You can. Well, it, you, if you're personable, if you show up, if you know people's names, if you kind of are always around, um, you know. Who are you if, talking about? Well, he's talking about Grubner. He says you can't be dumb. I'm, I go, I don't know if he's I'm dumb. I don't know if he's smart or if he's dumb. Who's your example that you know you can make it to that point? So having a conversation with a guy last night who was telling me, he's like, dude, I was uh, friends with this guy in high school. And he was a big dumbass. He goes, and now he's like the number three guy at this company. And he's like, and I go, well, how did he get there? If he's such a dumbass, he's like, dude, he just, he did what you're supposed to do. You know, you show up to every party, you work hard, you remember everybody's name. You, uh, you just, you're always around. He goes, and all of a sudden you just elevate, you, elevate, you create a relationship here or there. I mean, that's mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have, you, that he's dumb. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that he, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be some genius. Going back to what we started, we started with real quick, just because I want to make this point. Uh, the best players in the Padres in 2023, 82 and 80 season, was Juan Soto, Blake Snell, Josh Hader, Hassan Kim. Without a doubt, those were their four best players, the four guys that actually contributed, the four guys that actually did their job, and mm -hmm. Kim actually exceeded their job. And now you're going to tell me I have to be grateful if you trade Hassan Kim because we lost all of them? <laughs> Dude. But Hassan Kim is not one of your core guys in yeah, that he's a fan he's not, favorite right but he's not signed like the rest of them he's not manny right. tatis bogarts um uh you darvish joe musgrove right. jake cronenworth those are your six sure. guys because they're signed and my point is being well did you sign the wrong guys then because those guys that you did sign didn't perform last year well i mean listen i i've said it five thousand times already aj <laughs> preller should not be the general manager of this team he should not be the the president of baseball operations he he AJ Preller is getting what Tom Telesco got. He's getting that free ride because he signed some big names. But if the big names don't perform, what have you really done? And then obviously Telesco, Telesco drafted the quarterback. Everybody thinks he's a top five quarterback. Telesco drafted the defensive end. Everybody said this is going to be the greatest pass rushing combination ever. Telesco drafted Running the defensive well. back. What'd you say? Didn't Telesco, dra Telesco drafted Austin Eckler as well? No, he was an undrafted free agent, which makes him even that much more valuable, you know? Um, and that Telesco found him. So, all right, listen, everybody who's watching and everybody who's listening, uh, radio listeners, we got a lot more to get to. I mean, a lot more to get to for everybody that's watching on YouTube, stick around because we're going to go get uncensored. So radio listeners, we're going on on radio podcasters. Let's go get uncensored. All right, everybody, getting into the uncensored portion of today's podcast and um, not going to be a long one because L.A. Cap got to go do some L.A. Cap kind of stuff. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying to you, Brown? I mean, I hear LA you, Cap, bro. I hear you. L.A. Cap la lost, uh, left last night Lakers and, and Raptors in a very, very close game at the end of the third quarter. L.A. Cap bounced. LA, LA Cap should be ashamed of himself. Like, I can't believe you got, can't believe you had to, as, as a great man would say, I can't believe you had the gall to walk out on a game like that across the street, no less, bro. I would see if you had to draft it like Oceanside or Orange County, bro. You walked across the street, drink a coffee, get you a Red Bull, eat a cookie or something, bro. You, no, what the fuck? No, I was out. I was, I was just wiped out, exhausted, absolutely exhausted last night. Anyway, um, <laughs> 
And, and I'll tell you something else, Browner. You know what, what I didn't wear last night? I was about to wear. Last night? What, what time you go to sleep last night? Whatever time it was. I don't know. I got back to the hotel. It was like 9.45-ish. You know? Did you rock the Travis and, Scott? Okay. All right. Now, I've been he getting got, a lot got, of people he, asking, he ain't got the guts to do that. He ain't got the guts A lot of people have been asking me, did I wear my Travis Scott new Nikes Bro, last night to the Laker game? Browner, I don't know if you know exactly where this man stays. It is literally across the street from Staples Center. If he gets mugged that fast, like he must be saying, mug me steal my shoes like that is that is like a two-minute walk man this is why i'm giving him a hard i know where it is this is why i'm giving him a hard time for leaving the game i understand you had more interest in the game than i had it was i was bored i gotta tell you i gotta tell you man you know when we had season credentials at padres i left tim linsicum's no hitter i was like i whatever like i'm here all the time it's no big deal you know like i'll see another pitch tomorrow yeah like i'll I'll come back tomorrow go to 40 games a year i'm good yeah, well, it's not anyway, a Padre no hitter though. You ain't even no Padre no hitter at that point in time. You know Stop what it. I decided though, Browner? I decided that going forward, when it comes to these, um, when it comes to my new Travis Scott Nikes, um, mm-hmm. and by the way, I've got a lot of reaction from people about these Travis Scott Nikes. Like they want to see them. They you know they the want them. Thing. What size are they? Sell them. To yeah, me. right. What, right. Can yeah. I get them? Can I get those things? Um, I've decided I'm not going to wear them until. Oh. Um, until the, the no, I'm gonna wear them uh, the wet. day of the Kobe Bryant um uh statue at, at Staples. Mm, when is that? February eighth. I think two eight twenty-four. So oh, on day. Yeah, on the day of the Kobe um statue unveiling. Is it really two eight twenty? That makes so much it wasn't that's cool. Gigi's daughter Gigi's number number two. I think that's why they did this. Yeah. Right, right, right. That makes sense. So, are we? On, uh, is that our game? I don't know. I, well, I doubt that'll be our game because that's. I don't even know who they're playing, but I'm sure that's going to be I the know, toughest ticket to get. I know. Yeah, I know. But, we're not getting in on that night. But I will just say this: whenever you guys want to go to a Laker game, just give me a heads up, and I'll I'll put in for ticks. You know, but um, I think I'm going to wear those new Travis Scotts on that oh, Kobe and night. They're playing, and they're playing Denver. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, forget it. I probably won't even get in. All right, listen to me. L.A. Cap got to go <laughs> do some L.A. Cap shit. You feel me? All right, we're back tomorrow. We'll see you guys then. So much love. Peace out.